Hey, Dream Chasers, welcome back to Cups and Convos, where we get comfortable and touch on some not-so-comfortable topics. This is your host, Martasia Person, and today I just kept it simple. I was not ambitious. I just got my regular chai tea latte. Nothing special. I did want to apologize to you guys because I know I missed you last week. Life has just been getting hectic for me, and it's getting to the point where I'm really debating on doing these episodes bi-weekly instead of weekly just so I have some more time to just get my schedule together, get my life together. I just dropped a membership program on my website that helps a lot of emerging designers and emerging brands within their business. So getting that together, getting that launch together was crazy. Um, I'm also working on some master classes for my business. It's going to help a lot of designers. So it's just a lot of projects that I've been working on and dealing with life itself. Everything has just been a lot. So please forgive me. Again, this is something that I am thinking about doing biweekly and so I get my life together, child. So I hope no one is disappointed. Either way, you're going to get your gems when you need it. So we'll be good. We'll be good regardless. Since I missed you last week, I wanted to talk about last weekend, which was the BET Awards. And I don't know if you guys watched the entire show. I caught what I could on social media because I don't watch TV. But one of my favorite moments of the entire night was when Tyler Perry received the Icon Award. I woke up in the morning and I seen so many people posting clips of his speech and the captions were talking about you know what it meant to them and it really spoke volumes to me so I had to go back and listen to the whole speech knowing that I was only getting a glimpse of it on my timeline and the speech was so freaking powerful it spoke volumes to those who get it to those who just see the bigger picture for their life and I actually only seen entrepreneurs sharing this speech on their timeline so that speaks for itself but if you haven't heard it I just want to give you a glimpse as to why this was so powerful I uh <laughs> I want to say a special thanks to BET my new family I can't wait to get started over there with our new shows thank you so much for this to Scott and everybody over there, thank you so much. To Viacom, Shari, who's here, Bob, everybody. Listen, from my heart, I want to say thank you. I couldn't help but think about my mother. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> I couldn't help but think about my mother. I remember being a kid of about five years old. She would take me into the projects with her when she played cards on Friday nights with a bunch of women. Now, these women didn't have more than a 12th grade education, but they were smart black women. They were powerful black women. They had great stories to tell. And I was a five-year-old kid sitting there on the floor playing with my matchbox cars, listening to them talk about their men, their relationships, and their pains. And when one of them would get really sad, another woman would come in and make a joke, and they'd all start laughing. I didn't know I was in a master class for my life. I would get home, and my father would be beating my mother and doing all kinds of things and saying all kinds of stuff to her, and he would leave the room, and I'd walk in, and I'd imitate one of those women, and she would start laughing. There was a power in that that I didn't really get. 
until I got older. I remember being about 11, 12 years old on my way to my new school, and I got to this uh, intersection. I had to walk past pimps, prostitutes, walk through, literally walk through a graveyard, get to this intersection, six-lane intersection, and there was a man standing there saying, will someone help me cross? Will someone help me cross? And there were all of these people that kept passing by him and passing by him. I said, I'll help you cross. So he told me he was going to my school and he was going to sell candy there. That's how he made his living. So I helped him cross the street to get there. We became good friends. His name was Mr. Butler. That moment reminded me of my mother bringing her out of, laugh, out of pain into laughter to help her cross. My first 10 movies were all about her subconsciously, wanting her to know that she was worthy, wanting black women to know you're worthy, you're special, you're powerful, you're amazing. All of that was about helping across. When I started hiring people like Taraji and Viola Davis and Idris Elba, they couldn't get jobs in this town, but God blessed me to be in a position to be able to hire them. I was trying to help somebody cross. When I built my studio, I built it in a neighborhood that is one of the poorest black neighborhoods in Atlanta so the young black kids could see that a black man did that and they can do it too. I was trying to help somebody cross. The studio was once a Confederate army base, and I want you to hear this, which meant that there was Confederate soldiers on that base plotting and planning on how to keep 3.9 million Negroes enslaved. Now that land is owned by one Negro. It's all about trying to help somebody cross. While everybody was fighting for a seat at the table, talking about Oscar so white, Oscar so white, I said, y'all go ahead and do that. But while you fighting for a seat at the table, I'll be down in Atlanta building my own. Because, because what I know for sure is that if I could just build this table, God would prepare it for me in the presence of my enemies. Rather than being an icon, I want to be an inspiration. So thank you, BET, my new family. Thank you, everybody. I want you to hear this. Every dreamer in this room, there are people whose lives are tied into your dream. Own your stuff. Own your business. Own your way. God bless you. Thank you, BET. Thank you, Scott. I love you guys. Thank it's a word. It's a word. That man said while everybody was fighting for a seat at the table, I was out building my own. I can just bookmark this episode right here. But I really want to dig deep into what he was saying, and I want to title this week's episode, Alignment. When I first listened to the clips being shared on social media, I thought that he was talking about building his own legacy, and he was. But when I listened to the entire speech, I realized that he was talking about aligning his purpose with his passion. Passion meaning something that you feel strongly about, whether it's art, writing, teaching, and purpose meaning the reason why you're here on this earth, the reason why you exist. And Tyler, he just aligned those two so perfectly. He took something so personal, so emotional, and turned those experiences into award-winning films. Who would have known that his mother was abused? Who would have known that movies like Diary of a Mad Black Woman or Women That Are Loosed or Laugh and Keep From Crying was a message to his mother? We knew that they were made to uplift and empower black women because as a black woman or women in general, 
we left feeling like we can overcome any traumatic experience. But to know that his truest art was inspired by his mother's tragedy and trauma, that was just beyond amazing to me. He was called at a very young age to help people laugh to keep from crying. That was a seed that was planted in him from watching those experiences with his mother. Whenever she was going through whatever she was going through and he would witness his aunts come over and comfort her and then they just start laughing and she no longer seemed to be under the stress that she was under that promoted him to do the same once they were no longer in the room so that's something that was always within him but then he noticed the pattern he noticed that he was able to help his mom he noticed that he was in a position to do that then he noticed that he was in a position to help people other people cross when mr butler needed help crossing that street tyler was in a position to help him when taraji and idris and whoever whatever actors and actresses who we know to be amazing couldn't find a role he was in a position to help them become the breakout stars that we know them to be today so helping people laugh was something that was instilled in him from a very young age but that gift of helping was birthed from his mother and he carried that among stages and screens and books and red carpets talk about aligning your purpose with your passion when he said instead of fighting for a seat at the table he was down there building his own that spoke to me and i know it spoke to every entrepreneur who heard it in other words what he was saying was i'm not going to fight to fit in i'm not going to fight to be liked or accepted i'm going to stay true to who i am and build what i know is purpose for me because if i build this thing God will prepare it and I will have many more seats than that one everybody was fighting for. I will now have more than enough room to help my mother, my sisters, my brothers, and the generations after me cross. He said something so astonishing to me. He said when he first opened his studio, he did it in the poorest neighborhood in Atlanta because he wanted little brown boys to see success from a man who looked like them. That spoke to me because it was the exact same thing that I was talking about in my previous episode with Shanice. Your purpose, your your passion just has to be so much bigger than you. When you stand face to face with failure, your passion and your purpose is going to be those things that you can fall back on that's going to push you to keep going. And I also want you to start looking at failure differently. Tyler Perry quoted, you have to understand that what you perceive to be failure may very well be an opportunity to learn, grow, get better, and prepare for the next level. If you find the lessons in what you perceive to be as failures, then you won't fail at anything. Preach. I know for a fact Tyler Perry went through tough times before he became that icon on that stage receiving that award. He was abused as a child. His plays were turned down many times before someone gave him a solid chance. He was homeless. Lord knows what he was going through mentally and physically while he was just waiting for his moment. And more importantly, he was persistent because he knew God had a plan through it all. 
he knew that there was purpose to his pain. And he knew that if he can go through it, if he could just build that table, he was going to be able to help other people cross as well. He wasn't enabling them. He wasn't just giving out opportunities to those who were undeserving. But he helped a lot of people through his seeds, through his messaging, and by giving them a seat at his table. This week, I encourage you guys to dig deep. What business idea have you been led to, and how can you align it with your purpose? I mentioned last week that I'm passionate about my outreach, but my business is fashion. And by being true to who I'm called to be, I'm going to be able to touch people in and outside of my business. Regardless of what I go through, I can't give up because that purpose weighs too much. So think about it. What were you called to do and what is your natural gifts? Then align them. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Please leave a review. I love you guys and I will meet you here, if not next week, the week after. Bye.